Hi everyone, it's Pilla here and you're listening to the No Approval Podcast. This week, we're talking about something that's very important yet hardly ever spoken about. Maybe because, you know, it's somehow seen a little bit of a taboo until I think social media really highlighted the conversation. So in case you're not aware, this month is Fibroids Awareness Month and I have a women's health advocate, fibroids coach and also founder of Womb Bay joining me, Latoya B. We're in good hands because Latoya has been featured in everything from Medical News Today, Healthline, Refinery29 and also done a recent collab with Adidas. So, you know, we're in good hands to be talking about a subject that, you know, if you're queasy, this conversation might not be for you because we talk periods, we're talking blood, we're talking about what goes down in our down below parts. Do you know what I mean? So, I think this conversation is very important. Latoya joined me in the studio and we had a great chat. So, let's get into it. Hey, Latoya. Hi. Thank you for joining me in the studio today. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. Nice day today. So I said, let's do this. Let's yeah. do this. And also, it's a very important month, right? Mm-hmm. It's Fibroids Awareness Month. Yeah. And I always give everybody that comes on this podcast a no approval moment. Mm-hmm. And your no approval moment for me has to be starting Womb Bay. Yeah. Girl, tell the people about Womb Bay because I just feel like these are conversations I feel like I've only really started hearing about in the last year or two. Mm. Yet this is something that women have dealt with for generations and generations. I don't know if it's like a fear, a shame, or maybe like a taboo, Mm. but yeah, tell us about Womb Bay. So Womb Bay, I started in the pandemic, like everyone starts something. Mm -hmm. So that was 2020. Um, It was really from my experience with fibroids and I just felt like I was alone there was no one to really discuss this with I was looking at a lot of US pages yeah more and I just felt to myself there's not many black women talking about this in the UK so I just started the page I literally wrote Wim Bay did like a Canva thing pull it out there and I just made sure that once it's out there you have to follow it through yes that's something that I did the week after I launched it It was amazing. It's basically a page for women with endometriosis, fibroids, PCOS, PMS, um, and many other reproductive health conditions. So yeah, something from experience I wanted to share, show the world and share. And it's been amazing since. Oh my gosh. Okay, girl. (laughs) We need to, because there's a lot of things that mentioned. There was, in terms of women's reproductive health, Mm -hmm. there was fibroids and that's what you experienced. You then said... PCOS. PCOS. So I have PCOS. I'll talk about that a little bit later. You said endometriosis. I can never say it correctly. It's It's like a tongue twist. That's a mouthful. Endometriosis. Even spell it. it, You have to make sure it's correct. Yeah. I know a lot of women that have... Yeah. Endo. Can I call it endo? Because that's the short endo. Endo. I'll call it more talked about... I feel like in the US, they talk more about fibroids mm. rather than here here's more endo endo yeah. 100% yeah. and then there was pms pms so that's premenstrual i guess symptoms i think that everyone that. has that yeah. we all get that at yeah. some shape or form mm-hmm. like if you're having periods basically yeah. Yeah. but talk to me so how did your journey with fibroids begin because i feel like it's a thing that a lot of people hear but people might not even know what it is so maybe let's start with what are fibroids and then how did your journey with fibroids begin so fibroids are non-cancerous growths in or around the womb. My first diagnosis was in 2015. I was about 26 or something. Mm. And it was in my pregnancy sack. So oh. I was having really bad period pains, and yes. feeling sick, fainting. And I was telling the doctor this. You were just fainting yeah. out the blue. Like you'll be doing your day-to-day possible. stuff yeah. and you'd faint. Low iron. So... The doctor was like, no, it's fine. You know, sometimes doctors dismiss. There's good doctors out there, but there's a lot that, no, it's fine. It's just period pain. Take this, take that. So I said, let me just firm it for like three months until I started bruising from the inside out. And when I tell everyone this story, they're just like, what? What do you mean by bruising? As so, in like there was actual bruises on your body? 
on my stomach, on my left side. Wow. Purplish green. No. Um, and you know when you're purple, as a black woman, when you're turning purple and green, you know this is an wrong. issue. Yeah. yeah. So I called the doctor. I said, no, there's something wrong. You need to check me out because I don't know what's going on. I'm in excruciating pain every month and it's so bad. So he was like, okay, we'll refer you. Um, they referred me to gynecologist at St. George's Hospital. And then Shout out St. George's tooting. <laughs> And local then, for both of us. Well, old, old, used to be local, yeah, not anymore. Um, and then, yeah, the the woman was like, and it was funny because she was like, oh, there should be nothing wrong, but we don't know why you're bruising. And then all of a sudden she was like, oops, oh my gosh, you have a fibroid. And I was like, what the hell is a fibroid? Yeah. So did she just say that straight away as she was scanning yeah, you? Yeah, she was like, oh, you got a fibroid in your pregnancy sack. And, I was, and, she, and then even her, she was like, she doesn't even know how it got in there. Wow. They're meant to be around or... Your womb, right? Yeah. So obviously I didn't know what that was. Was so upset, cried. It was like a movie. Like I went to my car, it was raining. Oh, oh my, my God, gosh. I can't have kids. I can't. Is, it Is that what she said to you yeah. though? Did she actually say to you, you can't have kids? No, that's what I just thought. Okay. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't have kids. It was something in my pregnancy sack. So she was like, we need to do surgery because if it grows, it can burst the sack and also it can cause infertility. Yes. Carriages. Yes. We had to do that. And also just important to note, like when people hear infertility, sometimes they think that means that you can't have children, but actually infertility just means it might be harder. There yeah, just, just might to... be issues. Doesn't mean you can't have children. Yeah. It's just like, there might be some trouble along the way. Yeah, exactly. So booked the surgery, they canceled like three times. So I kind of had to wait, had the surgery and then- What kind of surgery did they perform on you? So it was, it was a laparoscopy surgery. Is that so, keyhole? Yeah, keyhole surgery. Yeah. Sorry guys, just to make you. For us common folk. Because I'm so into this, everything is very like. Medical, yeah, the full terms. terms. Yeah. So she did the keyhole surgery. So it's a camera through the stomach. Yeah. Just have a look and then they burn the. The growth. The yeah. Growth. Yeah. So it was only one that I had. Ah, so it was, how big was it? So this one was, this is six centimeters okay that's quite big that's quite yeah. big yeah to compare it you can tell i've listened to a lot of doctors and podcasts mm. about this to compare it though they say like a woman needs to dilate about 10 centimeters before she gives birth because that's, that's the size of like a baby's head yeah. so six centimeters you're looking at just over half yeah. the size of a baby's head yeah. when you're thinking about the size of the fibroid yeah. that latoya had yeah that's huge and yeah. to be having that for three months and people telling you there's nothing wrong <laughs> with you can can you imagine? And that's the thing. I feel like if the bruises hadn't started showing, they wouldn't have taken me seriously. So I was really like shocked that I, the body tells you, mm. and you know your own body. Like doctors can say always oh, this and it's that, but you know your own body. So, so yeah, after that, they were like, do you want to go on the IUD as a contraception? Mm -hmm. Just to, they said that it stops the other fibroids from growing. So I tried that for three months, but my body did not gel well with it that, how would that help the fibroids so apparently those i guess the hormones from release from there yeah helps i guess destroy the fibroids or it okay come, so. so that it doesn't come back again so okay. i had that for three months my body didn't do well with it and yeah i was just like no i can't do this i was just in so much pain palpations like you get this really bad sharp pain so the lady took it out so i left it and then 2018, the I just started feeling more symptoms. Again? Yeah. Wow. I've had two surgeries. Oh my gosh. This. Yeah. So symptoms started coming. I was thinking, mm, it's nothing. It should be fine. But this symptoms was different. So this time I was clotting a lot. The mm. blood clot. That during your period? Yes. So I wasn't bruising or anything. And when we went for the scan, the fibroid was inside my uterine wall. Wow. So that was pressing against my, I guess, my tube. So I guess when I'm bleeding, it doesn't flow properly. Mm. So it becomes stagnant and that's when you start clotting. clotting. Yeah. That sounds painful, by the way. Pain it was painful. My clots were like, for those that don't know, clots, I'm sure people get it, like little jelly. Yeah. You size through your period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the heaviest day, which can be the second day and that's yes, it. Yes, that's what I get, yeah. But it's so mad having this conversation because it's like, normally you wouldn't be talking about your clots, like your period clots. 
it's just such a thing. No one talks about it. And it's like, oh my God, I was getting that a lot. And they were the size. I don't even have to explain the size of it. They were massive. Like a ball? Yeah, like a ball. Let's just say a golf ball. A golf ball, wow. But they said they wow. be as small as a 50 pence. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure, yeah. Oh my gosh. Were you getting worried when you saw that coming out? Yeah, I was thinking, what the hell? I thought it was my womb Ooh. coming out in bits. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> so again, that made me fatigued. I was anemic. I lost weight as well. I'm really slim as it is, but mm. I lost weight to the point. Latoya looks like a model, guys. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know. <laughs> to the point where people thought I was sick, that I was going through something like cancer or something. Like when my cousin saw me, he was like, Latoya, are you okay? Mm. I was really gone. I'll show you some pictures. Really like sick, had another operation just before the pandemic, thank God. Because I feel like if I if the pandemic had started, I wouldn't be able to get the surgery so this was in 2019 so I had about six in there wow and my diagnosis said I was at least four months pregnant Mm -hmm. to them according to I guess looking at it if I basically it's like a four months baby fetus wow was the size of your fibroids yeah wow so I had a little bulge in my stomach so they took they took that out again they went back to the same place that was a myomectomy because they asked me do I want kids Mm -hmm. but they said they left small ones in there because they didn't want to cut a tissue or something. Yeah. Make me infertile. So yeah. Scar a tissue. So yeah. Wow. That's so that's my ordeal with fibroids. When I tell people these stories, they just don't get it. That is insane. Because I just think like, even in terms of periods, like my pain threshold mm. is so low. I used to reach for a cocodamol every month. Yeah. Now I've managed to wean myself off. So yeah. I just have to firm the pain, firm the little clots or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if I saw clots the size of a golf ball, I think I would scream. And I even had to take proof because they didn't believe me. So it's like I had to, it was just so weird. I had to literally put something there whilst I'm in the toilet and let it come out. And then it's in like a bowl to show them. And it was like, I can't, I was like, I can't live like this. This needs to, so yeah, after that, everything cleared. Why, why do you think that it was quite hard to get a diagnosis or quite hard to get the hospital and the doctors to believe you? Because it's a condition that actually affects one in three women. women yeah. Um, I think with them, sometimes I guess they can't be bothered. Mm. Some member um, GPs are generalists, so they don't know. They don't specialise in like gynaecology or women yeah. reproductive So when health. someone's crying out loud, it's like you have to milk it. You have to lie and just be like... I'm dying or I think because if I hadn't said my bruises, then they they wouldn't have seen me. As wow. Soon. I, I just, that's how I feel. Yeah. But I just think it's, I don't know, just their lack of knowledge sometimes and everything is the pill, 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 pill. Take this, take this. Because that's what they were offering me. And I said, I'm not taking the pill. Mm. Even through research and over the years, I found out the pill even makes these things worse. These really fibroids grow, endometriosis, things so like that. So why do they offer it as like a cure? Yeah, it's basically, it's not even a cure, it's to mask it, because they just don't want to hear from you. So it's a masking tool. To mask, like to level out your hormones. And I always say, like on my posts, yes, they give you this to mask it, but they don't get to the root, root cause. cause. yeah. And then it gets worse, and then you have to come in, and they're like, oh, okay. And then later on, you find out after research, learning from other doctors that actually... The pill makes it worse. Wow. Yeah. And that was 2019, you had your second, second operation. One. Yeah. Okay. And now we're in 2022. Yeah. And how have you been managing your fibroids since then? So we thank the Lord. There's no more. Amen. And I truly believe it's my diet changing. Mm. So I wasn't really a meat eater, but you get the odd burgers, yeah. steaks, lamb. I've stopped eating red meat for the past Six years. Wow. Yeah, it was hard, but... So did you stop eating red meat as a result of your initial diagnosis? For the second diagnosis. So The second time. So I guess I started when I had the operation in 2015. Yeah. But I wasn't consistent. Yeah. So, but I started eliminating things like dairy, red meat. Yes. Because they have high estrogen in it. Yes. Which grows the fibroids. Okay, so tell me like about your research, why you came to the conclusion that you wanted to make like a lifestyle and diet change Um, and what are the foods you've taken out of your diet and why, the reason why you've done that. Funny enough, um, prior to my 2019 operation, I was fainting like every three, six months. Wow. During the beginning of 2019 because my operation was November 2019. And... 
a lady, she came up to me and she said, just change your diet. She goes, I shouldn't, she said, I shouldn't be telling you this, but eat more greens, um, take red meat out of your diet, more vegetables, fruits, vegetables, and honestly, you'll be fine and it will clear. From she her, worked in a, yeah, she, she worked, worked at, she was a nurse. Do you know what? It's so mad, yeah, that like, for people to understand, <laughs> doctors are not allowed to recommend holistic Thick, ways yes. to treat yourself. So for her to do that, I have 100% respect She was for my that angel, woman. literally my angel. And I always say, if it wasn't for her, I don't think I would have taken it, sat down and literally looked at my life and said, you know what? Like, I want to go back to hospital for having a child, mm. not operations. Mm -hmm. You lot keep cutting me, cut, it, it doesn't make sense. Mm. So I have to make a drastic decision, put my mind to it. Did a lot of prayers and research. So I went on YouTube. Looked at a lot of the American doctors mm. um, and did some reading as well and then incorporated it into my diet change. What was all of the research saying? So they were saying um, meats, so red meat, um, dairy, so cheeses, yogurts, literally we had to take out of our diets. Drink more smoothies so and vegetables. So broccoli, um, spinach, kale, all of those. What is it in the vegetable that helps mm. with the like management of fibroids? So most of it is literally to help with in inflammation mm -hmm. because with the fibroids, if you're eating all those foods, the fatty foods, it does cause bloating and inflammation. So women that I've worked with, when they change their diet, they realise that and some of them even lost weight mm -hmm. and they just felt free. Mainly most of that. So I was listening to a podcast on fibroids. Mm -hmm. It was called On Health with Dr. Rom. Yeah. And she was saying that in America, it's quite similar. Their stats are a little bit different, but in the UK, it's one in three women mm -hmm. have fibroids. But she was saying that black women have a higher chance of getting fibroids. Mm -hmm. And she was saying like, they don't know the exact reasoning for it, but they feel like it's lifestyle, how we have more dairy in our diet. Yeah. We, we eat a lot of meat as well. That is mad to me. Cause I was like, rah, like how can a condition choose race? <laughs> like, how can you be like, yeah, I'm just, I'm talking to black people. And she said as well, because of dairy, she was saying it also affects Jewish women yeah. a lot. And I was just like, that was so interesting yeah. to me. But when you break it down, it's like actually growing up, yeah, meat a lot. is a big part of the- And our soups, our stews. Everything, <laughs> meat, meat. The way they even throw the oil into everything. Oh my gosh, and where I'm from in Zambia, they love a red meat, babe. Mm. A T-bone steak, mm. are you mad? They love that. <laughs> I'm telling you. So yeah, I put up a post yesterday saying black women are more likely and a lot of the white, We've been messaged under the post asking why that is. And I said, it's our diet. It's literally, they don't eat as much meat and oils like we do. Mm. And I guess the hormones contributed with our hormones doesn't mix. Mm. So that's why these cysts and fibroids and things like that grow. So was yeah. that a big, massive change for you? Like unlearning a cultural diet? Yes. Literally. Yeah, it was it was strange, but it was like, no, this is fine. And then even when I started changing, like my mum's started losing weight because she was eating the foods I was eating. Oh. My brother, everyone was like involved. My brother used to say, I'm deprived. He was like, you keep depriving mum. Like he'd come into the fridge. <laughs> there's nothing there. There's just vegetables and avocados and lettuce and things like that. Like even all of them. Everyone used to eat um, iceberg lettuce, but there's no nutrients in there. So yeah, I told them, I've Romaine, heard this. eat romaine. So everyone's changed there. So romaine lettuce has has or nutrients. Taste, yeah, but even when you taste it, you can just taste as it's just yeah. Iceberg, nothing, nothing. It, it gives nothing to be unless it's got that Caesar salad sauce on it. It gives nothing. <laughs> so yeah, so it was a change for myself and everyone else around me. Mm. I guess yeah. So what does your typical diet consist of now? So. Um, so I guess in the mornings I have um, a smoothie. Mm -hmm. So it could be raspberry, the berry family smoothie. Um, yeah. Sometimes I can mix coconut water with it. Yeah. Just drink it. What is the significance of having berries? So with the berries, they say, well, Queen Afia, I love her. I don't know if you, you know Queen Afia. No, I don't know her. She's an amazing woman. She deals with like, she's got a book called The Sacred Woman. Mm. And she says that, all of this flushes out the toxins. So when you drink and drink and drink, it comes out in your periods. Mm -hmm. So when I started doing that, 
now my periods are like three, four days, hardly wow. any pain, just little wow. cramps that you would get. Yeah. The greens as well, the nutrients in that. So I do a green smoothie. So that's like spinach, apples, grapes, every, anything green. Mm, like and the antitoxins in there. Women with fibroids need to have that in their diet and every, most things that are green. Okay, so let me try those other things. Let's talk about seasonings. Okay. <laughs> so like, what do you do when you're cooking a normal meal and now you've cut out all our faves, the pasta, the yeah. bread? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, life without garlic bread sounds very <laughs> hard, hard to me. <laughs> I know. Like, how do you deal with still having flavour in your food? Like, are you still seasoning? Because let me be honest, like sometimes when I'm watching, I love, love, love watching food videos on social media. Yeah. So. Instagram, TikTok. Mm. My homepage is just me being fed food videos. Yeah. But something I'm noticing is that, you know what? What I used to think was normal seasoning back in the day, I'm looking at this now and I'm just like, you're over seasoning. Yeah. Do you need to put 10 seasonings? Especially the Americans, they'll start garlic seasoning, yeah. onion powder, mm. paprika. Then it's this lowry something, all purpose. Like, it's just a million and one seasonings. By the end of it, I'm just like, have you just dashed sodium and salt oh, on this? Yeah. So with me, I get salt, salt-free seasonings. Oh. And I always tell people, there's enough salt in seasoning anyway, so you don't even need salt in your food. Oh, But really? no one gets it. So you don't add salt? No, literally seasoning. Everything is free. So garlic-free. But most of my seasonings I get from America because they have those there it's quite hard to find or if you go on amazon so i do do the for example i like stir fry yeah so i get rice noodles yes and instead of soya sauce i use coco aminos similar to soya sauce because <laughs> as women with fibroids we're not allowed soya any ah. soya soya bean soya this soya that doesn't work for us wow it encourages the fiber to grow yeah wow so yeah everything but salt free seasonings and even with the salt-free seasoning, it's still got enough for you yeah, to taste. Yeah, it's a knife. Yeah. You wouldn't believe it, but trust me. I've made so many, like, vegan dishes for, like, my family. And they just... They even said that you would think it's the same ingredients that I use. So, like, vegetable oil I don't use. It's either coconut or rapeseed oil. Ah, yeah. so even olive you wouldn't use? No. Um, the olive is a bit thick for me. Mm-hmm. And I just don't like the taste. I can just... I can taste the olive mm. oil, but... Rapeseed oil is the one. Wow. Yeah. You know what? My sister is a fake vegan. Okay. As in like she does occasionally <laughs> eat fish. Yeah. And she's introduced me to, is it the vegetable bouillon? What one is that? Do you know, it's, it's like in a green packet. It's like a bouillon seasoning and it actually bangs like mm. it slaps. <laughs> I use it now on my food. I'm like, this is good. Is, yeah. And someone explained this to me once, quite recently actually. They were like, the reason that vegetarians and vegans can season food so well is because a majority of their food starts off bland. Yeah. Like the vegetables yeah. and stuff starts off bland, which is why they're able to season food, food. really, really yeah. well. Whereas like with meat, like things such as like a lot of pork comes with a specific flavour. Yeah, yeah. Chicken. Yeah, like if you don't do it properly, it can be dry. But that's why a lot of people can get away with, you know, sometimes I watch people cook their chicken and I'm like, you really only put salt and pepper. <laughs> like, but they could just about get away with it because of the chicken yeah. does have something. Does have yeah. something in there. Mm-hmm. So it's like meat eaters don't have to do too much yeah. for their food to like yeah. taste good. Or they can just dash a sauce on it yeah. or something like that. So do you not eat any meat, any chicken? Okay, so I was very strict because I was like, I'm not having these fibers come again, blah, blah, blah. So during the whole pandemic, literally I was this vegan girl. Wow. And then I was like, I'm not even putting on weight. Yeah, so I was getting skinnier and skinnier. It was just weird because I think my body was trying to get used to a new diet, yeah. new nutrition, things like that. So let's say if I had chicken today, mm-hmm. I won't have chicken until September. What? Yeah. Why? <laughs> it's just the hormones. And I just, do you know what? It's the fear and anxiety of these mm. things growing back. So I think that's what it is. So sometimes like, even when I have a little, I'm just, I panic sometimes. But I mainly have fishes, so like salmon. Okay, so you eat fish. Yeah, I eat fish. I'll say veggie. No, not vegetarian. Pescatarian. Pescatarian. Yeah. yeah. So I would have the odd fish, the prawns. Yeah. Wow. And mostly the chicken is mostly chicken breast rather than like chicken wings or 
things like that. So you avoid any bits with like the fat or the skin on Sometimes, it? Sometimes, yeah. 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 Why is that? Why is the is it because the breast is a leaner meat? Yes. And again, you can cut it, put it in salads, you mm-hmm. can I guess put it in sandwiches and things like that. But yeah, even when people ask me when I go out to like weddings and things like that, I just know, okay, I'm going to a wedding. Obviously it's disrespectful to not eat anything, but if there's more vegetables and like rice and things like that, it's fine. I can add a little chicken or whatever to it. But yeah, I'm quite strict. Wow. But it's, do you know what? I'm hearing you and I think that it's amazing what you've done to like manage it. But also a part of me is like, I'm a bit sad that, it's like there's fear attached with yeah. not eating meat. How can that be changed or helped? Um, if I could eat all the things I used to eat and not let these things grow back, because in my body, yeah, which I forgot to mention, I produce a lot more estrogen mm-hmm. than the average woman. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it's something in my body. So to eliminate those things is to basically make the estrogen go down in me. So if I get pregnant, the pregnancy hormones are going to cause the estrogen to come back. So there's a possibility that the fibroids can come and grow because of the hormones in my... They don't know why, but they just said I have more estrogen. That's why I'm producing, I guess, fibroids. Yeah, yeah. because also they say that um, they don't know what causes yeah. it, but they say like it's hormones yeah. and genetics. Did anyone else in your family have it? Um, My mum's side, no. And my, it's funny because my dad was like, yeah, your mum's sisters. And I'm thinking, no, they didn't. <laughs> These times, my dad's sisters were the ones that had it, but he didn't know. Oh, because they don't talk, <laughs> talk about, about it. So did he know what it was before you had it or not? Um, no, I don't think he did. I think he knew along the lines, but he wasn't, they didn't know. Because they say we're born with it. Mm. And then something triggers, something triggers them to grow. So again, doing my research, I learned that Sometimes you could go through something traumatic, we can trigger, you know how people get cancer or yes. get stress or something. Yes. So something in my life, I don't know when and where, triggered so much emotion in me. So what Queen Afia says, she says that women, when we're going through stuff, we hold a lot in our stomach. Mm. We don't realise it. Do you know when we're like, oh, I feel sick to my stomach. It, mm. We've been cheated on or someone's betrayed us. Oh, girl. We get the bubble gut. She said we hold it. So all of that tension goes into our stomach and then produces these cysts and things like that. So. Yeah. Dr. Rom says the same yeah. thing as well in her yeah. On Health podcast. Yeah. She says that... Um, Something's triggered it. Yeah, something mm. can, like trauma can... Sometimes it's a, your it's your body's trauma response. Well, yeah. And that is mad. mad That's why, yeah. listen, as we, <laughs> we can't be entertaining yeah. waste men. Yeah. That's why now I'm very much... Be positive, positive, positive. Again, exercise, yoga has helped me. Mainly yoga, mm-hmm. pelvic floor exercises has helped me. Going for walks, drinking lots of water. Coconut water is good for us, so start drinking that. Okay, but yeah. I've, uh, my taste buds have only just started taking to coconut, coconut water. water. This yeah, year, I don't know I what happened. It. Yeah, me I too. I despised it. But I think when I went back to Ghana... You had the real stuff. <laughs> so I was used to it, but yeah. It's crazy. It's so funny because like, you know, you said like it's hereditary. Mm. So my mum had fibroids Mm. and I knew she had fibroids because I remember at the time, but we didn't really speak about it much until I told her that I'm sitting down with you and having this conversation. So I asked her about her experience and she was saying to me that she got diagnosed in her early 40s. And initially she said that her periods became really heavy. Mm -hmm. She was tired a lot. And initially the doctors thought she was pregnant. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then eventually they discovered that she had fibroids. They said that she had a lot of them. So I remember her going into the hospital for this. So she had keyhole surgery for her fibroids. My mom says that she feels that she had a really good consultant Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the consultant was said to her, like, we don't want to do a hysterectomy. Yeah. And imagine, like, this is years ago, because my mum is really, like, in her late 50s now. Mm-hmm. So this was a good, maybe, like, 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. The consultant said to her, you're in your early 40s. I know you said you've had your children, but I don't want to give you a hysterectomy, like, yeah. just in case you change your mind and you want to have another one yeah. or whatever. So they said to her, okay, let's try 
this keyhole surgery and then if it doesn't work then we'll take out mm -hmm, your mm -hmm. womb and since then she's never had any issues okay. and I I know my mum ain't been changing her diet yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well no she she has in a <laughs> she has in a way as in like my mum has always like we've never really had milk in our household yeah. it's back in the day it was always oat milk coconut milk mm -hmm. no not oat milk sorry almond milk oh, yeah Coconut milk, soya. I hate soya, that stuff. Soya was like the number one before yes. all of these. Started all of these new ones. I introduced her to oat, so she's always had that, and mm -hmm. she's always had like a vegetable-rich diet. Yeah. And I suppose that when my sister became a vegetarian and vegan, she adopted a lot of yeah. it yeah. as well. The only one thing she eats a lot is carbs. Okay. So I would say that. But apart from that, she's a relatively, yeah, like healthy. Mm -hmm. person since yeah. then and I think she was doing the odd gym here and then mm. but she was like that yeah they thought she was pregnant yeah. she said she couldn't believe it she was like what <laughs> and they, they didn't know mm. and it's interesting that 16 years on we're still having this conversation, this conversation yeah. and these issues yeah. and even then she was like she hadn't even heard of what fibroids yeah. are but also that got me thinking that oh okay if they say sometimes it's it can be, hereditary, yeah. like what do I need to do? So I was listening to this woman and she was just saying like, you can't change your DNA, but yeah. you can use lifestyle to reduce yes. your chances yeah. of like getting certain things. Yeah. So I'm like, rah, sometimes I'm always trying to try different things to just, mm -hmm. you know, live healthier. Mm -hmm. And also let me not lie to you to get my waist snatched. <laughs> But now I'm thinking to myself that actually knowing that my mum had it in her early 40s, this is something that I should adopt long term um, because yeah. I know that it's knocking at my door, yeah. basically. That's why I'm doing this because I haven't had kids yet. I went, I want my daughter to come out and have no issues. Mm. Like you said, our DNAs can't change, but the characteristics and things like that could be fine. And I always pray. I'm like, God, my daughter shouldn't have... Have that, yeah, but none, me and my sister ha have not, yeah. not, but I do have PCOS mm -hmm. actually. And um, so PCOS is polycystic ovary syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> and how do they- They're I... all tongue-tied, all of them. Honestly, like, the nose are- Even fibroids is uterine fibroids. Oh, like... so fibroids is like the short, the shortcut short, yeah. name. And I remember when it took so long to mm -hmm. diagnose my PCOS mm. because initially I was going to a doctor with this pain like in my stomach, but we eventually kept a calendar and we discovered that the pain was like a mid-cycle pain. Okay, so yeah. they called that the ovulation Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the ovulation pain. Yes. I get ovulation pain. Do you? Well, yeah. I could literally feel my egg being released every month. Like yeah. it, I was that sensitive, like I could feel, and it's because they said I've got that. They're like, oh, let's take you for scans. Mm. And then in my scans is when they found cysts yeah. on my ovaries. Because um, I had cysts prior to my first fibroid diagnosis. Did and you? And they kept on, every time they'd burst, that's when I'd get pain. Wow. They burst, they do say they burst. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I'd get pain. So they knew of that, but not realizing that these fibroids were growing. After the 2019, I had my, I guess, my checkup. They were like, oh, you got cysts, but it's fine. And I wow. was like, yeah, you got a few cysts. And, like, and they can see it as well. Yeah. It's, it's just so amazing. So even that initial appointment, I did ask, how is my uterus? Because obviously I want kids. Yeah. I asked, and I always say to women, when you go for these appointments, just ask, because they can see it. Ask yeah, how yeah. your uterus is. So he was like, yeah, it's, your uterus is healthy. It's fine. You just have a little dip in your, there's a dip in it. I don't know. Because some people have different types. Yeah, of, you can even have things that are like, it's more, more to the to left, left or, or to, to the right. To, yeah. Who said mine dipped and and I was like, oh, that's amazing. So he was like, yeah, everything's fine. There's nothing blocking anything. So if you want to try and have kids, try. But even my surgeon, he was like, once this is like, you have to have kids straight away. And it's like, I'm not going to sleep with any. Can you imagine? They, do, they always <sighs> do this. Can you imagine? No. I think also as well, like that is... Um, a very like traditional old school mentality. Yeah, yeah. Like I think sometimes we have got a trust in like lifestyle and yeah. trust in like doctors. Yeah. You don't have to rush things. Mm, like mm. there is ways of maintaining these things yeah. outside of that. And that's also what my doctor said to me. My doctor mm. said, listen, I'm not meant to tell you this, but 
change your lifestyle. Yeah, <laughs> like make sure you're in the gym. Make sure you're eating healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm not meant to tell you this. That's what he said. And he also recommended um, randomly, he recommended me to go and buy charcoal from like a boot and activated charcoal. I never went to do it in the end, but I remember, that? I can't remember what it does, but <laughs> I, I remember that's what he he said to me mm-hmm. and the other symptom I had my main symptom is like some, PCOS shows up in so many different ways like yeah. some people don't have periods but I have my periods every single month but the thing that I have is I get hair growth yeah some women my hair growth is you know, mad it's black women get more of their hair, their growth. hair growth than because our hair is so yeah can you imagine the three four <laughs> C hair growing I'm like is this a beard yeah. on my neck? That was the hardest thing actually to accept yeah. and deal with. And they tried to also put me on a, um, like a pill. Yeah, something. But it was one of those ones. That's not the normal pill. It was like some next pill. So is it the everyday one? No, okay. it was a different one that when um, I went to Google it with my mom, we saw that some countries had discontinued it. Okay. So mom was like, you're not going on there. Yeah. So we were like, okay, what are we doing? What are we going to do? So I started juicing okay. at the time. That's really helped. Like yeah. That's what I say. Like all those juicing. Because mm. I even remember, I think during the pandemic, you was doing a lot of it. Yeah. You brought that machine into your house and you couldn't get it in. <laughs> Juicing, I work out. And like when I work out, I don't lose weight a yeah. lot, but that's because some people don't realize that you're battling secret battles. battles. Like my secret battle is it's a battle between me and my hormones. I can be in this gym and the weight ain't going nowhere. Like yeah. it's a secret battle mm. with my hormones that is like insulin resistance yeah. food. Because the thing with me is I know that I should actually be eating like you, yeah. but I just don't. No, yeah. <laughs> I do it, I think I'll do it, I say I do it like 30. 40% of the time but mm-hmm. it's so interesting like the more you research into like holistic health yeah how yeah. much you realize it can help you and I remember at the time I had a family friend mm-hmm. that had endometriosis and she got all of her things down. I think she had cysts as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All her cysts went down. All her growth went Everything, down. Yeah. Because she changed. Tissue. Yeah, she changed her diet. She went vegan for a long period of time. I think it was like a year or two. Mm-hmm. But her scans had come back because she had that and PCOS. So she mm-hmm. had two of them. Painful. Um, and then also she's the one that told me she went to see like a herbalist. So I was like, okay, let me go and do that. I went to see like, you know, like these Chinese shops that have I went to them but the way they gave me like eight tablets I was like I did it for one day I was like I can't do this I was like I'm sorry I can't it wasn't for me but I said okay well let me just try with the Mm -hmm. lifestyle thing I swear every day I wake up being like I want to be committed to just living a healthy lifestyle and every day I'm just not getting there (laughs) but continuously speaking to people like you seeing that how you're even encouraging other women to do the same thing it's hard I just know that one day I need to get there I've fallen off a few times, but once you put your mind to it and know the end goal and what you want for yourself, you just... It's discipline though. Isn't it a lot of work as well? Like, what do you do about takeout? Do you treat yourself every now and again? Um, So takeouts... Yeah, like you have cotton chips or whatever. Yeah. Chips. Yeah, I have some some of that sometimes. No KFC for you? No. No McDonald's? McDonald's. In the first two years, not like of my journey, no. But if my niece has like a Happy Meal or something, I just steal some of her chips or something like that. Just nibbly things. Um, Again, I'll get a fillet of fish if that's the case. Yeah. What about when you're in Ghana? Um, Ghana is just the best place. Really? Everything's natural. Yeah. Um, so the plantains, there's okra, there's... What else is there? Just everything is just fresh. The coconuts, the fruits, the oranges. So you find it easy to manage the diet when you travel yeah, and on holiday. And I realised eating more African foods as well, I was getting better. Mm. I never used to eat much Ghanaian foods. But once I started eating that here as well, like beans, plantain... Again, yam, we can't eat. And okay. I loved I loved yam, like fried yam and stuff yes, like that. Yes. But that's got estrogen in there as well. Oh wow. Yeah, so do you do you Google everything before you eat it? Yes. Wow. Like it's crazy. And because I know now, it's just easier for me to be like, nope, I can't have that. Yeah. I can have this and things like that. Yeah. What about potatoes? So sweet potatoes. You can have sweet yeah. potato, but not a normal potato. Um, not normal potato. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So how do you feel? Because obviously you've started this page on Instagram. Um, 
how do you feel social media has played a part in kind of encouraging these kind of conversations? It's played a big part because you can just go online, look at the hashtags and see so many, if you put fibroid this or PCOS, or you just see so many people with stories that you never, like even when I started Roombay, I just thought of America. There's so many American pages. Mm-hmm. But when I started Wimbe, I didn't re- realise there was actually UK pages, but wow. more of them were white women. Mm. Once I started Wimbe, then I just started seeing more black girls starting to talk and really? come out. Yeah, and even during the pandemic, because people had time for themselves, yeah. we weren't going to work, travelling, that's when girl- women started noticing, oh my gosh, my periods are not normal. Mm. So even... I had bet a lot of women say to me that they found out they had fibroids during the pandemic because wow. they were just so busy with life. They thought their periods were normal. Mm. Not knowing that, no, it's not normal because they had time to relax and feel like, oh no, this, there's something wrong or my pain is excruciating. Or mm. so a lot of women did say to me like, your page like opened up my mind because I just had no clue. Yeah, because yeah. on your page a lot, you talk about the fact that painful periods are not oh, normal. Yeah, yeah. We shouldn't be rolling around on the floor. We shouldn't be in bed. We should be able to have normal periods with slight cramps. Yeah, so not slight cramps. Yeah, normal. not unbearable. Because obviously with the cramps, it's just, it's flowing. So you're always going to get yeah some sort of... Tussle, bits. like yeah. your body, your body's tussling with itself. Exactly. So now that you have Wimbe, how are you helping other women with the condition? So to be fair, when I started, the DMs was just too much. Really? I get like 50 DMs a day. Wow, and just of to, women with fibroids. I had women... Marriages weren't working, husbands leaving them because they wasn't conceiving or they had fibroids. I even wow. had a Nigerian lady, her husband's mum was like pressuring her to have kids, but she has fibroids, had to get rid of it. I had another girl, lovely white girl. She um, was married. Yes. She had fibroids and yeah. the doctor said, I'll continue. Try for a baby. She came back to me crying. Um, I did give her my number because mm-hmm. I don't give all of them, but she was the only one I did. And she was like, yeah, I had a miscarriage and the doctor shouldn't have told me to da 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 I haven't even heard from her, but I oh, will, no. I'll try and find in my, it's just so many DMs. I can't. Yeah. I can't what are kind them. of like the common things that you hear from women so with, the common who are is, dealing with fibroids? How many, if I had surgery, number one. Yeah. That, are people scared of surgery? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Because I know that mainly you do lifestyle and diet, but you've also had surgery. surgery what yeah. are your thoughts? So I say surgery is fine because depending where the fibroids is, where they were, the pregnancy sacs and inside the uterine wall, they had to be removed. So it depends where they are and where it's affecting you. I'd say go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it possible for people to get rid of their fibroids naturally without the need of surgery? It is, but if it's... Bigger than four centimetres, yes. then no, because it's... Too far gone. Yeah. You can help it get smaller, like shrink them. You know, some people can shrink them. Mm. Some doctors, everyone's a bit like, you can't shrink them. And there's some that you can't, you can. For example, with me, the small ones, I was drinking a herb from Ghana. Mm-hmm. Um, they call it Precocet. I don't know what they call it in Nigeria term. Um, what do they call that herb here? Aridin fruit. Aridin fruit, yeah, so okay. Like pods. Ah, you put them in water, you can add cinnamon or anything. You just boil it. It's yeah. like a tonic and then you drink it um, morning and evening before bed. So on an empty stomach in the morning. And that's, that's what, what shrunk I was your, doing. your smaller, smaller one. Yeah. And they actually come through your period. Some of my periods were fine. And then when I'd drink it, that cycle would be heavier. Ah. Be a little clot. So yeah, yeah. it just come through. Yeah. And would you have that backed up by scans? So no, I was doing that consistently during the pandemic. So this... February, when I came back from Ghana, I went and that's when they said it it had gone. So you wow. have to be consistent. And I've had women that have done the same thing and they've come back to me and said, oh my gosh, it shrunk. It was six centimetres, it shrunk by two centimetres. I'm wow. going to keep, yeah, so I've put How did you story. discover this um, aridin fruit? What do you call it in Ghana again? Precocet. Precocet. Yeah. And then here it's aridin fruit. Yeah. Would you call it a fruit or is it a herb? It's a herb. It's a herb. it a fruit. Okay. Yeah. How did you discover this herb you know and it was? It's healing my properties. Friend, he's a guy. Yeah. His mum had really bad fibroids. Wow. And when I started Wombe, he was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I told you, my mum had fibroids, try these herbs. So he even wow. sent me a sample. Yeah. 
he, he, he said, drink it, try it. And it helped his mom because she was in hospital and she started drinking it and it literally cleared. Wow. So he said, try it. And I started drinking it and drinking it. Did you it research helped. before you tried it? Yeah, I researched it. So, and it was a common thing. Yeah, so used... it's good for asthma. Yeah. So even my asthma cleared. Wow. Um, people with high blood pressure can have it. Yes. So it lowers the pressure. But if your pressure is like at a normal. Yeah. It can make you sleepy. and Yeah. Because even my cousins tried it and they're like, Latoya, it just made me feel so like sleepy and comfortable <laughs> when you did your research on it was it mainly like in um, west africa where you saw research or is it something that you saw also in the western world people women no were using? it was just mainly west africa mm. yeah and then i'd go on youtube and then there's women with youtube videos boiling the thing wow yeah and telling us about it and then some people are like no it doesn't work it but i live in yeah your living testimony yeah what do you say to the people that like don't believe in because you know there's some people who have the school of thought like they don't believe in medicine yeah my little sister's like that she won't take medicine when she's sick she just believes in natural stuff what do you say to the people that don't believe like in natural stuff that there's no way natural stuff can help and also for like the doctors or the systems that are not allowed to promote that Mm. and that's the thing because they're not doctors are not promoting it it's making us believe that it doesn't work, but that's where they get it. That's where it starts from. What I've researched is all these pharmaceutical people, all these ibuprofen, they've all started from a plant that they just, I guess, generated to make into tablets and things like that. So I do say to people, obviously do your research and just just have a bit of faith in that's what I did. I just, I prayed over it. Like all these things, even when I, before I drink it, I pray over it, you know, and I always tell God, I'm like, see me through this. If this is meant to be, you know, I can bear children. Like I, and that I was doing that religiously for two years. And then when I went for my scan in February and I feel like Ghana helped as well. Yeah. Being in Ghana, happiness, the sun. Yes. Everything was amazing. So when I came back, it was like, yeah, there's nothing there. Well, yeah. that's another thing. You've just reminded me. Another thing the doctor was saying on the On Health podcast about fibroids. She was saying it disproportionately affects black women as well because of a vitamin D deficiency. deficiency yeah. Yes. And we would have that because we're in the UK yeah, yeah. where there's not much sun or even in America uh, where yeah. there's not much. much sun. So it makes sense when you're saying actually Ghana did yeah. a world of wonders for yeah, you because it so helps much. balance yeah, the hormones. hormones. So that's always like, even I've been to do a video like on my story and just be like, ladies, be out in the sun. So I, I advise you. Go tanning. Because yeah, you're black, don't think hot. you can't tan. You better be laying in that sun. Get SPF'd up and lay in that sun, please. Yeah, because they give us vitamin T, vitamin D tablets. So what works for women with fibroids is vitamin D tablets, iron and magnesium mm. as well. Yeah, now that it's hot, when it gets to these temperatures, 26, 27, just be outside. Just it be helps. Outside. Yeah. Beyonce said, we outside <laughs> this summer. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is, am- it's such a like an amazing level of discipline. Yeah. But also it's really good to see people taking like control of their body mm-hmm. and ownership of their body. Yeah. Like where you can, I do believe like at first I used to kind of like, you know, shun my eye at like herbs and yeah, holistic and all of that. But actually like it's so mad. I don't know if this is in my head yeah, but you know, when I was having my ovulation pains, mm-hmm. I believed if I ate more spinach that month, mm-hmm. my period would be better and I wouldn't have an ovulation pain. I know to a normal ear that can sound mad, but when you're dealing with something and the doctors ask you to start keeping diaries so they can see if there's any trends and stuff, that's a trend that I was seeing in myself. Like that's why I was like, okay, need to be eating my spinach, need to be juicing because that's the trend that helps. And also I found like the more fitter I've become over lockdown mm-hmm. as well like my period pain like I've stopped taking cocodamol yeah. like I don't I don't need that no more I'm free <laughs> even the ibuprofen I used to take I hardly because I used to pop bills like you know when they say every four hours mm. and I just feel like on the dot yeah like <laughs> literally on the dot and now it's like hardly or just one but I used to be like on the dot every four hours take it and it's it's literally and I keep saying to women it's our diet like no one gets it like you said you when you eat the spin like even this month as it's fibroid awareness month I'm literally on a vegetarian diet this month yeah so no fish so no fish that's why she has come to the studio looking snatched (laughs) by the way I know that's not the reason you do it but she I have to say she's really come stomach on flat flat (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, this month I said like, just gonna be vegetarian stuff. Oh, uh, Latoya, thank you so much it's for fine. like coming in and giving us a brief on, you know, all things fibroids. What are the kind of key things women should look out for if they think they might have a condition like this? Or what are the key things they should just look out for in their body? Um, so again, change in, if you become anemic, fatigue, definitely heavy bleeding, really bad cramps, and I guess clots. Clots. You start seeing the clots coming through. Wow. And there's something going on. So ladies, if you're noticing any of these things, please go and get checked out. And as you heard, it took Latoya to have bruising mm. before they could diagnose her. So I would say you've really got to push these doctors and if needed, go and get yourself a second or third opinion. You can hit Latoya up as well. She yeah. gets a lot of DMs, so be patient. Yes. <laughs> be patient with her. And also she's going to be doing some webinars across the month yeah. about fibroid awareness. So make sure you check out her webinars mm -hmm. on Instagram. And Latoya, what's next for you? Because the last time I bumped into you, you were telling me that you're actually going to be bringing out a product yeah so the precursor that I was talking about I want to put that into like supplements Ooh. for women makes um powdered tea things and I just smell so if people can make protein shakes and things like that I can do the same especially if you're getting like proof that it's working not only for yourself but for others yeah. as well again trying to see if I can do some documentaries with women and just and just keep pushing women out there and just I guess collaborating so if anyone wants to do collabs, partnerships, just DM me. Amazing. Yeah. Or email me. Thank you. And where can everyone find you? Like, what is the Instagram? So it's Wombay. It's W-O-M-B-B-A-E. So, yeah, it's a name that I kind of thought of. I just said it's our womb and it's our bay was used a lot during the pandemic. So I said yeah. it's our bay. So associate with us. So Wombay. Yeah. And yeah. also it's the place where the babies, babies come from. So it, like, it just makes sense. Are you across any other socials? Like, are you on TikTok? Are you um, on Twitter? TikTok here and there. Twitter is there, but I don't use it and mm -hmm. I need to. I just don't get Twitter, but it's mainly Instagram. It Mainly yeah. Instagram. It's mm -hmm. a great community to be a part of. And also go into the comments because in the comments, you get to see other people sharing oh, their stories. Yeah. And on her stories, you will see Latoya making things such as like her smoothies, mm -hmm. how she makes her smoothies, how she makes her meals that are nice and well seasoned <laughs> so that you we don't have to suffer okay cutting out chicken and meat doesn't mean suffering we just have to adapt our taste buds taste. Mm -hmm. and learn how to season well and also use fresh herbs like throw in some rosemary some parsley, parsley. Yeah. what's up one thyme garlic mint yeah. fresh mint yeah honestly <laughs> all of that good stuff but um yeah thank you guys for listening if you enjoyed what you heard make sure you share this with a friend that might have complained to you about having heavy periods or someone that has said that they've experiencing fibroids or maybe they think something's wrong or even like anyone with a general interest in women's um, reproductive health please share this with them and make sure you're tagging Latoya at Wombay and myself at Pillow of Society and I will see you guys again next week okay bye bye everyone <laughs>